0: trying to keep a low profile. What's the fucking point? I'm still a miserable prick and I'm still passing out. Think on the History Channel the other night on the American Revolution. You know we're the only country in the world where the pursuit of happiness
1: is guaranteed in writing? You believe that? Hmm? Bunch of fucking spoiled brats. Where's my
0: happiness, then? It's the pursuit that's guaranteed. Yeah, always a fucking loophole, right? Always a loophole. That's why they write the laws the way they write them, so the average man, like us, they can't understand it. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Soprano
1: sit-down. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows, and we are here to discuss Season 2, Episode 11, House Arrest, the 24th episode written by Terrence Winter and directed by Tim Van Patten. Uh, you're more up on this than me, but are these familiar faces, Jim? These I are, don't dare to click anything yeah, ever. That's
0: smart. These are definitely Soprano staples. These are people that were there in the beginning and they'll be there in the end. Terrence Winter, I think, as we mentioned in the past, he's also the creator, I believe, of um, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, and uh, Tim Van Patten has also directed episodes of Black Mirror and Game of Thrones... And The
1: Wire cool. and Sex in the City. Whoa. And Deadwood. Wow. <laughs> he's a, he's that Damn. dude. <laughs> Damn, these dudes are those dudes. Yeah, uh, are. Speaking of those dudes, we're those dudes, and we're here to talk about this episode. Uh, it is a pretty calm episode if we want to talk about generalities. It's like Tony's stuck in this boredom, basically, mm. which means this is the type of episode that I imagine if you started watching this for mob shit. Uh, hopefully you have been converted by season two to think every episode is great but if you're just like oh cool people got shot and then you're watching this I could imagine going like what the fuck is this show (laughs) Um, (laughs) because you know it's about our mob leader being really bored with uh, not getting to do mob shit basically that's a big part of it anyway
0: yeah in a lot of ways it's an extension of the ending of Goodfellas where his punishment is to live our life, to live our like average Joe life. And now yeah. we're kind of seeing that play out here with Tony Soprano and how Tony is bummed that he has to like go to an office job, hang out there for a while, hang out at his house, not go play around with like World War Two relics <laughs> that were stolen with his buds. Like yep. <laughs> uh yeah, and of course, you know, house arrest it ties in with the uh, I mean, Tony Soprano self-imposed house arrest with uh, Corrado Soprano, Corrado Jr. Soprano and his actual house arrest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's definitely a bit more chill as we're just kind of uh, hanging out in the in this in the life and seeing some of the downtime and some of the interactions and how things can still simmer. Things can still kind of start to simmer to the top, especially with Tony and Richie, as we see throughout this episode. But yeah, for the most part, a little bit, bit more laid back.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they've they've been about that this season. Like, they've always, like, when they were cracking safe, they're talking about, can you imagine being here every day, doing nothing? And then that's kind of what's happening. Like, when you reach success as a mobster... The goal is to do nothing and just have lots of money, but that's not what they love doing. Man, it's like when anyone becomes like a big thing, it's like, ah, I just want to get out in the streets. I don't want to ride this desk all day. Mm. I want to be out in the streets doing streets detective work or crime work, you know, depending.
0: Yeah, and as we've seen and we've talked about on this show a bit, we mostly see Tony Soprano smiling and like legit happy when he gets to chase someone down in his car, when he gets to hear... His, you know, uh, soldier beating the shit out of men and women in a massage parlor or when he gets to, you know, beat up a kid and shoot him like 20 times in a chair. Like these are all like great times that he's had. So now when he has to sit
1: in a, a stupid desk job, he's getting rashes. He's passing out. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and he's actually said it in this episode that, you know, well, now I can't do the things I like to do, he says in therapy, which is what we've been saying all along. He actually says, like, these are the things I love, and I don't get to do them. Yep. Um, But let's start at the start. It starts with a garbage truck uh, pulling up dumping all sorts of garbage, and I kind of knew, like, just from how it stopped there, like, we're about to see some shit, um, and indeed we do, food, shit, dumped all over the place, and this deli owner is not happy, he demands that they stop, um, and Richie takes the call, like the good customer support guy, he is, and they're just laughing about it, having a grand old time in the office.
0: Yeah, and I guess, um... At first, I was thinking, and I guess to an extent, we are seeing a bit of what Richie was talking about in the last episode. Like he's been trying to get some more out of this, the garbage business or something. I remember, he was talking to Tony. But then, and I'm almost thinking that this is like a legit beef going on. But it, it's just a guy that happened to complain. Like, a very legitimate yeah. complaint that, you know, they didn't come pick up his trash, and then they charged him extra because he complained, and they had to come out and pick it up and do what they're supposed to do. So, uh, Richie's like, you know what, fine, he wants to complain, give him the trash back. How do you like that? Every satisfied customer gets their trash back, or or unsatisfied <laughs> customer.
1: Yeah, and... um you know, I, I, because they started on this, I almost felt like, you know, it might turn into, oh, Tony's like, oh, but, you know, this guy's my, he knows my nephew or something. You can't go dump in the trash on it. But Tony doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like, ha, 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 classic Richie when he finds <laughs> out about this. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but the drugs. And it's like, I guess Richie was in prison when Goodfellas came out so he doesn't know that when you start getting into drugs everything goes to shit uh he doesn't he doesn't know about Rico because he's been in prison all this time he's too old school for his own good and he's just like oh it's just a bit of blow
0: yeah the thing is I, I'm trying I was trying to figure out even where the show lands on this because it feels like Tony is making a pretty reasonable request like even the way he lays it out where You know, the the feds are finally leaving uh, sanitation alone, and we get a drug bust on one of our routes. Everything's going to get fucked up. But then even Junior is, like, annoyed. But then again, I guess Junior's in where where he gets the news. He's in a bit of a a, a heightened state anyways. So I kept trying to figure out, because even I understand Richie is, like, um, uh, obviously, like, the antagonist to Tony, even though we've seen it take a back seat for a little bit. But it's almost like Richie can't believe that Tony is asking him not to uh, sell drugs. And I almost used some of the, for the opening quote, there's that scene later, I mean, we'll get a little bit more into it later, but when they're at the like golf ball or I think Richie calls it like the trash man's ball, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yes. Is. And yeah. I love the way it plays out. Cause Tony's yelling at him and Richie's just staring at him. And I think Tony says, I don't want to see those Manson lamps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's such a great line. line. And, uh, but all he doesn't, he just stares at him. It's almost like he can't believe what's happening. And I mean, to me, it still feels like Tony's being reasonable, but I couldn't tell if the show was trying to tell us he's being, a little out of line
1: with this? I don't know. I, I came I mean, my thought on that was that felt like an important moment for me. That felt like, oh, something just broke here. Mm. Um, because they had something and Tony just broke it, and it's not what he's saying. It's just like in the restaurant scene, which we'll get into in a bit, it's not what you said, Tony. It's your tone. Ah, gotcha. Um, That's because good point. he's really uh he's being really sort of disrespectful. I mean, rightfully so in a way, but he's not really mad at Richie right now. He's mad because he's bored and all the other stuff going on. He's got a rash and he starts passing out. He hasn't yet, but he does after this. And all that stuff, he's, hey, I I don't get to shoot any people this episode. We can't. (laughs) Tick up the death counter on this app. Uh, so instead, I'll just take out my aggression on my, you know, captain, uh my capo Richie, yeah. who is marrying my sister. I guess uh between episodes that I, I literally checked like, did I accidentally go I to the a, next episode?
0: Yeah, I had a second guess as well. I was like, wait a minute, was that like a thing? But yeah, it just kind but, of like dropped in our lap in this
1: episode, right? Yeah, which I like because that's so what would happen if we fi- we find out by Tony going, can you believe this motherfucker is going to be my <laughs> brother-in-law? And then they go look at the house, another house arrest that Richie is, you know, heading towards. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah. And I mean, g- going back, I mean, it does start at least with a happy moment with Tony because after we see Richie in sanitation, you know, Tony goes to visit his lawyer to pick up that money and he's giving him champagne because... This is good news. Uh yeah. you know, the, Tony was facing potential like a real case and some real jail time. So it is that kind of like be careful what you wish for because you know, now the the lawyers strongly advising uh you know, keep your nose clean, k- keep a very low profile because they're just looking for something. You know, they they're just looking for something anyways. But now it's almost like they were already they were so close, maybe they're gonna look a little harder. So take it easy. Go go hang out at one of these businesses that you use uh to show that you have income and yeah. just be a normal person for a while.
1: Yes, and I like the continuity of it because last episode does end with Tony just smiling. He's just having the best day. He goes get, goes to give Beansy some money and everything. So of course he comes in here. He, he brings champagne for his lawyer, even I think. Yep. Um, and exchanges it for the money. And I guess yeah, this is the inciting incident of Tony uh, feeling like shit again. <laughs> that he finds out like, oh, you gotta you gotta chill a bit. You gotta relax. And actually, I mean, the reason. He was in a good mood at first. Was that he got to do some violence, and then that led to these consequences, and the consequences just magically went away. So now it's like he's still suffering the consequences, but of a different sort. Yes, and um we get uh we see
0: him hanging around the house, bored, kind of similar to that other episode where it ended, when he's just kind of yeah, like the mulling spaghetti around. episode, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, where he's just kind of yeah. like mulling around with Carmela. He's doing the same
1: thing. He's just looking out the window. Just, like, I mean, roaming yeah, the, around. So, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to yeah. say, that's I so specifically thought of, like, him eating a Magnum as, like, someone watching this show for mob shit going, like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> he's just sitting there eating an ice cream, reading the paper. And I thought the paper was going to be, like, because it's, like, Sanitation Daily or something. It's, like, a trash magazine, literally. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, uh, oh, yeah, someone dumped this garbage truck. And he's going to be, like, oh, why I, I oughta, But nothing happens in that scene. And that's kind of the point of it.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I think we go to Melfi and she's given some like cliche couple advice. You know, hey, you have two ears, but one mouth. Make sure you use the ears. Listen to each other. And then she looks and sees Tony Soprano on the schedule. And this is where things start to feel a bit over the top. Uh, I guess not the fact that she's drinking, but I mean, they show us that she's drinking. And then in the Melfi scene, she's being like. I mean, I don't know if it's just because I know she's drinking. It seems like she's being obviously drunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I thought it's like, oh, this gives some extra context to how she's been acting in previous episodes, Agreed. I guess. Yeah, I was going to ask, because clearly they're not showing this
0: as this is the first time. This kind of does explain away some of her like earlier when she even says, I took a stance, and I'm not sure why. We can assume yeah. she's probably drinking before those sessions as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I just um, mean there's like a moment where she does almost like Olivia thing and she goes, Oh, go on. And then Tony like continues with this yeah. story, but he
1: doesn't really react to it. Yeah, this episode, um uh really I I wrote in my notes, I don't like Melfi anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like she and, and it's uh, it's not really bad as far as the writing, it's just like This character direction makes sense. You know, her life was put in danger at the end of last season. She gets to have her own breakdown. I mean, Tony's fainting all over the place and doing all sorts of violence. Uh, She was involved in the same sort of trauma of almost getting shot just for no real reason Um, and had to go on the lamb or had to lamb chop it. And uh, so, yeah, it makes sense. But it's like even before the restaurant scene, I'm just like, Melfi... Like, you're not a good therapist anymore. That was, like, your first. That was, like, why you were such a great character of, like, oh, she's really good at what she does, but she's not. And uh, gets even more drugs prescribed to her. And I don't want to, like, blame her for feeling bad exactly, but she, like, her therapist is so right, too, about, like, why are you doing this then? And it's, like, she says it's like watching a train crash when she's talking to Tony, but I feel like that when I'm looking at Melfi.
0: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's quite a spiral uh, out of control that's been going on. And, and I think you're right. It does make sense with the character. Um, it just seems like, I mean, I guess to us, the way they explained it to the audience, it feels like it's coming so fast when I guess it is supposed to be more of a reveal of like, no, this is why things have been a little crazier with her. But I don't know. He starts talking about the movie Seven and... He gets into this whole like, who gives a shit? What does anything matter? Yeah. Um, and and Melphy almost thinks it's like a positive. Like he, like I don't know why she'd think he'd use that as a positive thing. I guess on one hand, it's positive to, all right. Well, who cares about this movie? I can go do something with my life. But uh, clearly, Tony's not going to do that. He's just going to. I mean, he makes the joke of what uh, I went out and burnt ants with a magnifying glass or something like that. Yeah. She and, just and, stares and she at him. Stares. She gives
1: him the Manson lamps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, But, yeah, it just feels like when someone starts – if you're in therapy and then someone starts giving you the, like, what's the point, who cares, maybe you step in a little bit more uh, because you could be – they could be heading down a dangerous path.
1: Well, I mean, she would know all about that. Um, And (laughs) – I mean, she. Another reason I'm losing respect is not even the drinking. Hey, we can all be functional alcoholics. Hey, we we all we all you know had a few sometimes, eh? But uh, she's literally like, "Well, that sounds like depression talking. Maybe you should." Ha-, and he's like, "I don't want any more drugs." And she's like, "Well, how do you know you don't need more drugs?" And that's also like the cliche therapist thing of like, "Oh, you're actually not helping. The drugs are supposed to be." Like, a, uh, uh, it's not supposed to be the baseline of you being on drugs forever. It's supposed to be something that helps you until you can start figuring stuff out. And it's almost like, well, we've given up on that. Just have some more drugs, which makes me lose respect, uh, you know, quickly.
0: Yes, yeah. And,
1: I mean, uh,
0: amidst all this, we did kind of skip over it. Uh, we see Junior, he just got a stent put in. Like, that's for your heart, uh, it's just kind of like another thing that's kind of drop in on you. It's not like they, uh, which is fine. It's not like they needed to have him like collapse or have these weird buildups in the previous episodes, but he's got a stent, just another uh, reminder uh, for Junior that he's an old man. And we see a few things here throughout his storyline between him trying to like flirt with young nurses and stuff. And, you know, you're just an old man now. So it's not even like, it's not even creepy, It's just kind of funny now, like that's like the weird, like
1: pathetic area, like you get when you get old. (laughs) Yeah, it's cute, and I like this. uh, Like you said, we don't need to build up to it. I mean, he has like fallen in the shower and everything like that, but but he basically, I like it because he got out of having to be in prison due to medical reasons, but he was like, haha, I'm pulling this big con and I've mm-hmm. got this machine that I need. And now he actually needs a machine. And it's like, he, he would like to think like, nah, I'm just pulling this shit. But actually at this point, no, he did need that. And he is an old man and he doesn't have as much charge on things as he did, obviously. And just to like put a nail in the coffin, he gets stuck in his own garbage disposal. <laughs> for hours and hours so uh it's a real tough episode to be junior even though he reconnects with an old friend
0: yes yeah and i like how when we first see this character it's when he's in the hospital and mm-hmm. she kind of just like lingers by the door and then bobby just goes and like <laughs> closes the door in her, in her face and yeah. she's just sitting there um but then yeah then he sees her uh because after the scene of tony talking about what's the point he sees her as he's checking out of the hospital, and I like the little moment that he stands because it is kind of like this pride thing of like, yeah. oh, what am I doing? I'm in a wheelchair? No, I'm going to stand up. I'm still, you know, a young uh, young buck, and he has this, the little funny argument with the nurse, and the scene ends with like a, you know, a tough orderly coming over ready to, like, kick his ass if he doesn't <laughs> sit down. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we learned that, what, her name's Catherine, and, you know, old friend from the neighborhood. Her husband was a, a police officer or detective or something or other. And it's just, you know, it, it it's also a weird another reminder because, you know, he sees this old lady, and it's like, okay, well, she's old. Uh, I'm old you know that because we it's from the old neighborhood we grew grew up together or knew each other or what have you
1: yes and like he he would like to flirt with the younger girls and stuff but here's actually they actually have way more in common him and Catherine obviously and actually have a sort of real connection um, as opposed to all this uh, all these uh, other girls that think he's just cute yes um so at that point we get Tony arriving in his actual office uh which uh, needs to be cleared out. I guess it's just, you know, been there empty. Uh and I guess he has other businesses as well. I don't I don't know. Uh I mean they definitely have the stockbroking place. Mm.
0: Yeah, they mentioned some other one but he mentioned it's like uh, you ever smell rendered fat? Cuz that's like the yeah. The cliche of Jersey is that it stinks because like literally it smells uh, because there's like a lot of factories and rendering plants and what have you. So of course, Tony has his fingers in that, but I'd rather go to the, the you know, the garbage job than the rendering plant. Uh, right. and yeah, they have to, he's like, Oh, what, you know, I don't come here for eight years. So you turn my office into a storeroom.
1: Yeah. Which is a good joke, and there's a nice uh, secretary or something there that Tony has his eyes on, mm-hmm. uh, which will come up later. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just trying to fit in. Uh, meanwhile, we also get Melfi talking to her therapist, uh, which is a couple of times this episode, and she's wringing her hands, and, you know, we already talked about the spiral she's on.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's what to- when Tony first shows up his job, that's where he gets the information about... Uh... Richie selling drugs on the roads. that's right they do bring up the opening thing and Tony's like I'll take care of it and the guy's like oh no that's not even an issue I can handle that uh Mm -hmm. it's more about these drugs going on um (laughs) and yeah that's and then Melfi with Elliot she you know complains that she had to sit there in her session talk about the Rico Act with Tony uh and that's got to I mean at least it's understandable for her because you have to I could understand her stepping outside herself and being like is this therapy? We're just talking about his court and, like, potential arrests and how they can come after him. And, yeah, yeah, and Elliot is keep telling her, okay, well, like, it's time to end it then, right? And, yeah, that's where Melfi brings up how it's like watching a train wreck because Tony even mentions in the previous session that he doesn't want to come here anymore. And she, you know, goes out of her way to convince him uh, to keep coming
1: yes um uh exactly which is like and he actually says like finally when she says i just can't take it and he's like oh great so you're stopping and she's like it's like watching a train (laughs) and he's like oh cool (laughs) Great. (laughs) great um and catherine shows up at junior's place and i think it was you know it's very notable that he does not stand up uh given how he did previously and his turn what is the reason for him acting so differently now do you think
0: uh, oh, when she shows up in the home well I know he's like trying yeah. to hide um he's trying to hide his sleep apnea mask because uh, I know that's like this big thing so I think that's part of it, it It's still kind of the same I think it's the same vibe going on is uh, he because it's it's right after he's just flirting with like the young nurse who's like yeah. oh you and uh, so he's hiding that and he also doesn't want to. He doesn't want to bond with her because, again, I think it's just she reminds him that he's an old man. And there's this sitcom-y uh, excuse of him trying to hide that he's on house arrest, which it yeah. does feel like she would immediately see his bracelet. Like, when if you walked in and someone was sitting there, uh, I mean, I don't think Junior's wearing floods. I think his pants are, uh, even if he's got long pants on, he's the type of old man when he sits down, you know, his pants
1: go up. You see his socks. So I bet you you'd see the, the ankle bracelet. That's what I'm throwing out there. Oh, Interesting, interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find now the shot of when, because we do see them put the bracelet on, the ankle bracelet on, and we see him show it later. So when he shows it later, he has to pull his pants up, right? Otherwise, she'd have seen it all along.
0: Yeah, true. Well, they they put it on when he's in the hospital bed because yeah. they have that... A they have that bitter ass joke that no one, like, I don't think anyone watching this show got, but it is on no. Wikipedia uh, yeah. where they say, Where is it?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I just Googled the name and it's like, It's a Canadian philosopher. <laughs> and it's like, Are we supposed to think Junior is dumb for not getting that? Yeah. Yeah. His
0: professional name, therefore, is Marshall McLuhan, similar to the name of Canadian
1: philosopher Marshall McLuhan. And I'm really like, if this character doesn't come up, I'm again, I'm gonna be pissed because it's like, you did this for the joke. This was all about the joke. Oh no. <laughs> he's one of the cornerstones of the
0: study of media theory. Uh, he studied in Manitoba. Began teaching career. Uh, he's known for coining the expression "the medium is the message." Ah, okay. Well, and he predicted the World Wide Web almost 30 years before it was invented. Whoa. I mean, I guess well, we do discuss media. Maybe we should know yeah, about Marshall. You know, we Lafoon. are you bad. <laughs> we are bad. It's not, yeah. our, bad,
1: not our fault. We <laughs> are bad. Uh, so Tony uh, is at the trash ball, and he's already <laughs> bored from the start because they're talking about, oh, the DOS is breaking our balls, but I got to fuck with the ins and outs. And he's like, what is that? And he's like, papers, paperwork, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 great. Well, this, uh, he's really bored.
0: It's great, though, because... It ties in a bit. to I mean, this show in general does this really well, but especially like what we saw in the last episode with the good Samaritan guy who was like a boring nerd. So when we see Tony bored at this, it's like we're on his side, even yeah. though even though I mean, he's at like this nice country club and it's a nice party. It's something you should be happy at but we're we're also like yeah this is lame like <laughs> you're right tony and you know that he did a good job cuz yeah he's talking about boring
1: shit that has to do
0: with you know the intricacies of the garbage business so- yeah well
1: i mean i've never been to a golf club but this yeah. is kind of like the if i can make a gilmore girls reference it's like the uh you know the emily gilmores kind of party so yeah. i i don't think sh- anyone would think it's that crazy to be bored there True. given that i don't even feel like these trash men which i'm sure is the official title uh they're they're probably not at home in this place either really uh seems like cuz it's a bit upper class i don't know i just associate golf with upper class but maybe everyone does it yeah or sanitation uh, executives yeah. i guess Right, right. So we get the Manson lamps, because uh, Richie shows up, and then Tony starts uh, wigging out, and it does this uh, face that he always does when he's kind of chewing and blinking and staring into space and kind of cross-eyed, just trying to drink, drink the pain away, like Melfi, uh, with both hands. He has to hold the glass, and we get some snippets of different conversations, and it's all blurry, and then he collapses. Yeah, and,
0: and the weird thing with this is that... Um Excuse me. Uh, like, I mean, his uh, his anxiety, and I mean, we get into it a bit with Melfi, where she talks about, you know, she compares it to sharks. Now they have to keep moving, and she brings up um, like a mental state where you don't want to slow down because then you'll have to look at your the actions and how you affect other people. And I mean, all yeah. that stuff seems to be what's you know spurring in with Tony, but. They also have his, his uh, pass-outs and his potential pass-out uh, pass later in the episode tied like explicitly to Richie, which I think is, is weird. Because I think when I first watched this, I always just assumed it was Richie. But watching it now, it's clearly more than that. But what's the Richie connection?
1: Yeah, it's difficult because I felt like Melfi's bringing that up But she's been the one that's pushing for like, do you deserve to go to hell Mm. and all these things. So is it actually that or is it just boredom? I mean, we know that he's reexamining what he's been doing to people because he saw, you know, he killed this young man. And then he sees flashes of it when some kid is calling for their parents. And we know some part of him feels bad about it, but it doesn't really feel like that's the issue exactly it's more that he finds meaning in the mob stuff he does yeah and i mean that's what he talks about feeling totally meaningless and i guess it's just a raise i mean maybe it's too simple to say but just raising his like heart rate and stuff when he's with richie and he he, like he says why do why do you always make me ride you and and fuck around with this stuff and it's so frustrating but i don't know what do you think is the connection
0: yeah yeah i think that's a good point i mean i guess maybe it i think that plays into it and maybe thinking about it now maybe there's just some um kind of like i guess envy that richie is just kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants and at least yeah. seemingly from tony's point of view uh it's kind of the life he wants to live in a way uh yeah. to just kind of who gives a fuck and yeah he's like i hate the way you fucking make me ride you uh, and yeah, get the fuck out of here as he's getting, yeah,
1: he's getting the, the Manson lamps, but then yeah, and it, re- it really felt like if you could have said that in just a nicer way, uh, People didn't need to that there would there wouldn't be a season climax because <laughs> I feel like this is like I said it's kind of calm. If this was the last episode of the season, I'd be I'd be the person in the couch like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> uh, but we can tell, like you said, it's simmering, it's building to something. And if it's unfortunate that if he just chilled a bit, maybe things would have been better. But of course, he can't.
0: Yeah, and it's just because it's interesting too. Because I mean, part of it's the environment he's in. Because it's like the Richie thing kind of does trigger, you know, whatever it is in him as he starts getting like dizzy and sweating and stuff. But I, I think they do make it a point that he's taking it all in of these fucking, you know, sanitation executives in their yeah. nonsense uh, uh, discussions they're having. And that's all like kind of bearing down on him. And then, yeah, Tony collapses again. I guess it's the first collapse we've seen. In quite a bit, right? Even when he was without Melfi, did he have a? He, I know he had one in a dream. Did he have yeah. a collapse in that? I don't know if I... I well, no, he was one.
1: walking around breathing really heavy when yes. uh, Big Pussy came back and he was like being irritable, but I don't think he's collapsed. Um, so he does end up in the hospital and he, they all, as they already know, it's nothing physical and he wishes it was because so he could rip it out of him. Um, and even Carmilla's there like, that psychiatrist, <laughs> she's just putting another wig on her house yeah. with your money. <laughs> Which is interesting
0: because I bet you... I mean, that's probably a common thought for a lot of uh, people that are going to therapy because whether it be you hit a wall or you start to feel like it's not making a difference and then you start probably second-guessing in your mind, your therapist, like, wait a minute, are they even trying to help me? They're just trying to get, get yeah. in for the money. And uh, Tony blows up on this uh, nurse, or I guess she could be a doctor. Why am I assuming she's a nurse? Uh, yeah. blows up on this doctor and she hits him with, a, with an own... Tells him losing some weight wouldn't hurt
1: and (laughs) uh, really puts him in his place for a moment. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of being put in a place, uh, Junior has the next scene and he's just doing his dishes. And it's weird even that, that he's like, it's like I used to be the big guy, you know, and here I am just doing my dishes. (laughs) Not don't even have a washing machine, I guess, because that's too modern for me. Um, and this garbage disposal thing, by the way, uh, we don't have that here in Sweden. And every time I see it on television, I'm like, someone's hands getting fucking torn up. <laughs> like, if I see one in real life, I'll just, I'll just not go in this room because I know from television, someone's hand is always gonna get fucked up. There's gonna be a wedding ring in there. I assume every garbage disposal has like eight wedding rings in it and five fingers uh, from previous owners of the house, uh, but it doesn't actually. It just gets stuck
0: yes and before this happens when he's talking to bobby he is asking about um where i had the notes here uh oh roberta and roberta is the pie in the face lady from last yeah season. I, th- I thought so i don't think i ever paid enough attention watching this in the past to really put that together because i because it's, it's so like kind of offhand anyways so you know i looked into it and yeah he's talking about roberta and He's uh, Bobby saw at the fountain place buying a fountain of a kid pissing. <laughs> well, it was at Fountains of Wayne. Fountains they said and I was Wayne. like, "Isn't that a band?" Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and I like Junior's kind of getting reminiscent a bit, like, "Ah, oh, she wants to buy a house." Uh, that broad, you know, big mouth, but what an ass on her! And uh, of course, as we see as this plays out, when he gets stuck in the sink and he's there for six hours. It's yet another reminder of like... Because not only he's dealing with trying to flirt with these young uh, nurses or what have you and that's not playing out and he's pushing away this old friend, but nothing is going to really tell you how lonely and sad you are and how you may die alone unless you change something than being stuck in a house for six hours and hoping that someone might stumble upon you.
1: Yeah, and I honestly... It wasn't super clear at the end of the scene, which is kind of why it's even funnier in a way that we see him there and then they make a point of not putting just one scene in between like we have tony at home we have the whole restaurant napkins cigarette scene before we get back to seeing him (laughs) still standing there because at the end of the scene there was a question in my mind like wait did he get stuck and then way later i'm like oh yeah he died he he did he did yeah because he
0: like reacts for a moment but you could still hear that bobby's like only just left yeah. And then Junior, like, reacts for a second, and then, yeah, then the scene cuts away, and we don't come back for a little while. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I guess before we get back to him, uh, what, yeah, Tony, uh, Carmela finally has her book club. I brought up the book club last week, but it was something else. Yeah. But they're having their book club. T- I love how Tony just is stomping around like he's annoyed. Like, cause he looks like, I mean, he looks like a piece of shit anyways, cause he got his robe on and he's all scrubby and he just woke up and he's throwing like (laughs) deli shit on the counter and stuff cause he's trying to spread his misery. He doesn't like that. They're happily discussing a book. Uh, and then he gets a call from Silvio and the gang and I wish there was just an episode about them, uh, (laughs) going through all this great, like, uh, war antiques and even yep. Big Pussy's got the like the sergeant helmet or suit on, and they're yelling in the background. And it just sounds like it's like when you're a kid and you're sick. You have to stay home from school sick, but you're still sick. And then you, like, look outside, and all your friends are having the best time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> and and when we see it at, at first on the phone call, like, Furio's, Fiorio is walking past with like a huge weapon it's like holy shit they just got some major like delivery on the mob end and then it's like oh this is all memorabilia like that's the the show this is where in another one it's like we got to get the guns across for the shooting and then it's like why would anyone need to smuggle weapons into the united states we smuggle them out of the united states you can get them anywhere uh no these are very special old weapons so it's different um, what is the point of the book club? Is it just to give a contrast to how he's doing? I think so. Yeah,
0: I think it's just to kind of show, like, you know, people are just living their lives as they should, and Tony's, like, it's 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 annoying Tony. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, they, they, they have kind of gone out of their way. They love showing – I mean, it's a great thing with TV and movies in general. You always like to show a book to either be, like, shouted out or – Try to have a connection. I mean, in this one, the book is, what, Tiz? It's like the sequel to... Um, what's it called? Uh, Angela's Ashes? I have, okay. Yes. I have yeah, yeah. It's the sequel to Angela's Ashes. Because that's why they're kind of ta- discussing that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just more so to show people just kind of living their lives. Or what does Melfi say? Some people like to live um, for the journey or, or whatever she says when she gives them the kind of advice and Mm -hmm. tony as we saw he couldn't even take solace in in a movie like he's he's so out of touch that he doesn't even want to like he can't sit and concentrate on a movie and let that like distract him for a while because he's still busy asking himself who
1: gives a fuck yeah we're lucky you and i that we can have our own (laughs) little tv club i mean yeah that's the book club seems nice why not join a tv club maybe it shows what you know at .com, yeah, all your television podcast. It's pretty nice. Uh, it's a modern modern book club, really. Yeah, I'm Tony talking.
0: Soprano would be really annoyed at us, yeah. like, having
1: fun <laughs> discussing, uh like, television episodes. Absolutely. So then there's the napkin cigarette restaurant scene, a scene I imagine lives in infamy in the <laughs> Sopranos universe. Um, well it's, I don't need to describe it. You know what happens. Yeah, it's great because Melfi's right, but...
0: We know Melfi is on this, you know, spiral, and I, I still don't really think she's being out of line. I mean, well, she's out of line at the end when she's like, yeah, call the police. You're the one with a weapon. And it's like, all right, now you're being ridiculous. Uh, I mean, and this is a scene very much of its time because there's not really any place that you could smoke where they serve food anymore, mm. Uh but I, I think they do have a comment about that where New Jersey was late, or Melfi has like a snide. Oh, yes, a place that New Jersey is far behind other places. And yes. it gets to the point where she throws a towel in the lady's face and even curses at her. It's almost like we're seeing elements of Tony Soprano <sighs> in Dr. Melfi.
1: Yeah, I thought she was out of line from the start, because I agreed with the other lady of, like, it's your tone over here. Because she is kind of like, well, excuse me, and like, "Uh, what? Oh, and maybe it's, you know, it's 2018 now, and if someone lit a cigarette, it would be like 17 fire extinguishers (laughs) just running at them at once, and like, ma'am, you need to leave immediately. And maybe I just like seeing a bit of this freedom from a bygone area, even though I hate cigarettes and smoking. smoking them uh so you know it's just kind of cool and uh, you know here maybe that's the same over there now but we can't even smoke in bars or nothing over here so when i was in the states it's like well we can smoke indoors uh we're not gonna but we could and that was exciting
0: i know like well i'm in vegas and casinos you can but i i don't Mm. i think that's a vegas thing i mean given I, i don't know other states i think most of the states you can't really smoke indoors at all well, um there, there was smoking going on in New Orleans when I was there. I don't think they uh, give a fuck. That makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, also, you are right, though, because Melfi, not on, before she does the, if she just did the excuse me, can you move that cigarette because it's in my son's face, before she does that, she says, like, something to her son really loud about, like, yeah about the smoke before she asks her. So you're right. She does set it off on quite the bad foot and is already, like, talking shit about her, but loud enough so she can hear her.
1: Yes. And it's like she I I get that she's had a few glasses of wine plus her regular uh, midday gulp, which, by the way, she doesn't even look like she's enjoying taking that drink uh, before Tony Soprano shows up. She's really like grimacing it down. Um, So that's I don't know if that's better or worse. Although Um, I I think we can all agree the worst guy in this scene is the guy that goes, she's
0: probably drunk. For some reason, I just don't like that guy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I I guess. Um but uh it, she's supposed to be, you know, someone who has insight into behavior and stuff. And I get that she, it doesn't always apply to yourself, but just look at the person across the table from you and like what you want them to experience. Cause she is really embarrassing the hell out of her son, yep. uh, which is the real issue here. If she was doing, if she was doing this on her own or on a date or whatever, I'd kind of be like, you know what, Melfi, you do you like, if you want to yell at people for their cigarettes, that's fine. But she's like specifically trying to get along with her son and they don't have the, best relationship it feels like so she's really messing this up
0: well yeah and especially because she's acting like she's doing it for him uh yeah. I, you it would almost be more forgiven if the smoke was blowing in her face and then she was annoyed and was rude about it because she'd have more leeway I, i'd say or if her son was like oh my ugh, this smoke's really getting to me or something like that it would have yeah. uh, helped but she's clearly just unhinged and uh <laughs> just going at people
1: yes and it's she, she, she keeps escalating it because she I, I get embarrassed watching it because she just keeps br- taking it up and bring it up and they finish their meal anyway I get that it's not pleasant to sit there but when she's like bringing it up is fine but then when they say no it's like no do it it's like well how is this going to end she brings up how she's a physician and everything and uh yeah, and it ends with throwing a, a towel or a napkin, and she must be drunk. And then they get asked to leave. Yeah, and she gets kicked out. Then we come back to Junior, who's been stuck <laughs> in the disposal.
0: Yep. Uh, and I almost wanted to use this clip, too, because I love the way Richie goes, you're flexing, you're flexing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good good one. There's some sort of, if you want to read a deeper meaning into it, which I guess we do, there's got to be some sort of sexual read on this, right? <laughs> like, relax. Yeah. Go limp, come on. Yeah. Flexin'. you flexin'. Um, I mean, if nothing else, it's really like Richie who is, you know, he he pays lip service to Junior, and he does respect Junior, but it's still like Junior's clearly not in control here. Hmm. um I mean, obviously. And Junior uh, and, and Richie actually getting to do this and help and kind of sniggering at it. It's, mm, you know, Junior's so not the boss anymore, and it's sort of the thoughts put in his head by his fiancé of who should be the boss uh you know it's got to be going through his head yeah yeah and then um
0: yeah janice she thr- she's like oh you're lucky i'm a good person or else i'd start tickling you and she's like why didn't you just call a plumber <laughs> he's like with what? With my fucking toes <laughs> and in such a great like whenever Junior's like exasperated by something it's always the best yes. uh and yeah so he's already like stressed and heightened and then he sees the he's got a light envelope and, you know, it's because Tony's cracking down on uh, selling Coke on the Roots. Uh, but when then we've like, I guess some of the information we get later, you know, does that mean because we find out later that, you know, he was just selling Coke the night before. So is he just purposely withholding money from Junior and like, maybe trying to play some sides to the middle?
1: Um, well, I don't know about that. Uh, isn't he? I mean, the the night before. Is that the next scene when he... No, it is later. Because uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's uh, stiffened Junior as such. Yeah, what
0: I mean, I thinking? didn't think that either until just this moment when I was thinking about it because we find out later that he's kind of
1: going against Tony's wishes. So. Yeah, but Junior doesn't like that part either. Like, if he he talked to Junior and Junior was like, you got to respect the boss, I love how it's a turn from last time because last time he came in like, we both know something has to be done about your nephew. And he was like, calm your shit. And now he's actually being a bit... You know, he's learned from Janice. He's a bit better at manipulating. So, of course, he's like, "I don't want to say anything bad about him," you know, because Junior's there. Like, you're okay with this, and he's like, "Well, you know, he's your nephew, and you love him so much." So, because yeah, he needs to sow those seeds. Yes,
0: yeah. Um. So then from there, yeah, we got tony's back at Barone. He's just scratching his rash. He's very bored.
1: Drawing um, a uh, like a uh, thing of goldfish, like a little tank, <laughs> a little bowl of goldfish. And I think like of a bowl of goldfish with a cat, a cat outside.
0: Lurking. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much there. It's just he's just doing that, and they kind of ask if he needs anything or whatever.
1: Well, um, well he needs something to scratch that itch, yeah, uh, figuratively and physically, because he tries a ruler here, and then he finds other stuff later. I love
0: when he grabs the ruler, and he starts doing it really fast really fast at his rat he, like, he kind of looks to see if anyone's looking at first <laughs> yeah. uh, then we got Melfi and Elliot and you know she's telling the embarrassing story of her drinking um, and then she starts bargaining I, I think he even says are we bargaining now because she's like alright I won't drink around my son anymore and yeah. she's doing like classic you know alcoholic uh, behavior uh, he mentions to maybe put her on some Luvox which I guess is for uh, compulsion Uh, or obsessed or ocd and he's like oh it helps with compulsion because you're obsessed i don't know it it's a weird leap to think that it would somehow help her with her patients i guess but uh whatever whatever they think's gonna work i suppose
1: yeah i mean it just shows that what i was saying about her prescribing more drugs uh she's just doing her job that's what you do get get more drugs in them at least uh in psychoanalysis i guess um Because I have thought that, you know, when these thoughts come up of, oh, are we just wasting time here? What are we even doing? I'm like, well, there's more than one sort of therapy. You could try something that isn't just sitting in a room. You could try some cognitive behavioral therapy. But then it would be one season long because it would just be that's much shorter treatment time and you do specific exercises and things. But uh, here it's just... Uh, You just talk forever, kind of like you and me. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Then we have Tony arguing with Junior at the doctor's office about the business. And I guess this is where I started second-guessing it a little bit more because if Junior's acting like it's no big deal, then I was trying to be like, okay, so is Richie being a dick or is Tony being a dick? And I guess Mm -hmm. Tony's still right, but yeah, he's just being an extra dick about it because he's dealing with his boredom and his you know uh, he's still like a the feels like a sack of shit uh even though nothing is really that wrong
1: yeah and in goodfellas it's like if you touch the drugs oh you are, it is very important <laughs> and here he's like just don't literally just don't do it on this truck on this route you have other people do it anywhere else ever uh and that's fine uh he just doesn't want it involved in his shit and then that's
0: where and then the doctor comes in and Junior asks about Tracy, the nurse. He sent her a bottle of Charlemagne, which <laughs> and then she's never came back because uh, yeah. which is perfect because it's like, all right, what is this old man? <laughs> Why is he sending sending me like I, I assume it's like sh- like champagne or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, she never mentioned it. And, uh, you know, Junior's kind of come into grips because then he goes home to eat the man. a goat. Bobby ate the man of God, goddammit! The whole tr- the whole tray,
1: yeah. Uh, goddammit! But or, although he he did say it's like half of it. I think maybe they had half before and he ate all the leftovers. Maybe. Yeah. Either way,
0: I, I think I I assume that it was sitting there the whole time because Junior still thought, you know, he wasn't gonna connect with this old woman because she's yeah. old, <laughs> and Bobby yeah.
1: ate the whole thing by himself, and now he's coming back to it and he's annoyed. Yeah, which is a good way to get them to actually connect at this point. And it's like not even a lot of the episode left at this point. This is like 15 minutes left or so, and that's when he calls her, and they actually do get quite a bond towards the end, it feels like, uh, showing that there is a lot more groundwork laid than when you're trying to go around sending bottles to people.
0: Yes, yeah, and um, uh, like the way it plays out because – you know, we see where he's by himself, where he gets stuck in his sink and no one's there. And then he yeah. gets to a point. It just shows, you know, having someone there with you and not on the on the path to the death alone uh, where he, can, he falls asleep and he starts snoring uh, crazily uh, after he's saying he doesn't snore earlier. And, you know, you have someone there to take care of you, someone to put your your sleep apnea mask on and, you know, watch over you. Uh, he's not
1: alone. But I'm sure, yeah. knowing Junior, it won't last. <laughs> uh. Well, yes. Um, so it, So Tony goes to see another doctor about his rash, and he's, he, he kind of wants that to be a serious illness now as well, but he's just like, yeah, it's a rash, probably due to stress. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, uh, I'll get you some cortisone cream. And he's still kind of looking for a fixable problem, even though he just keeps scratching it so hard all the time.
0: Well, uh, and there's that great moment where Woody says, "Like, you know, you got a case of dermatitis," and he's like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was something like
1: that." And he's like, "No, it just means rash." Like, yes, yes. <laughs> thought it was serious. I knew it. Yeah, he's really um, looking
0: for. He's really looking for something to kind of latch onto.
1: And this scene, uh there's honestly not that much added by this scene. If yeah. you, like he's already with a doctor, but I approve of this scene just for the cut. Uh at the end when he says, I suggest you talk about stress management with your therapist, and it cuts to him uh fucking the therapist. Uh nope, sorry, no, secretary. the secretary, yeah. uh Freudian. Um, <laughs> in his office. Uh just a, a nice a really nice edit there. Yes, yeah. It just Because uh, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to relieve his stress, and it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's trying anything he can, even, yeah, just fucking this uh, this random secretary. He couldn't even, like, last barely a week just hanging around the office uh, before having to fuck this secretary. And then, yeah, then we go, Junior does meet Catherine. And she does ask uh, in their initial meeting here, and she asks if her husband, Lou, was on the take and clearly lou was on the take right (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) no question i mean it is sweet that junior's like oh no he's a stand-up guy and i mean even without her throwing in the part of like i'd find cash it just was clear that he was like why else would junior know him and think he was a good guy if he was a police officer unless he was on the take
1: yeah, and I I really liked his line at the end about the horse races and like oh you think so he's like yeah someone's got to win yeah uh it was nice and it's kind yeah. of sweet and he gets to say these lines and stuff like oh we're all life's different paths she says and he's like yeah and they all lead to the cemetery and she laughs because she gets it uh they actually have stuff in common and he has that's what he's been missing not exactly like attractive chicks being all over him like he's he wants some form of connection which is kind of what he finds as you said probably won't last but and i mean even going back to his roberta thing in the uh that
0: episode the boca episode uh like we talked about it and it was a legit like junior is a romantic we saw that there he was he was really worked up that he had to end it for such a silly thing but he didn't want to you know and he was broken up by it so it is kind of nice to see him maybe finding uh some companionship
1: yes um so then we go to the widest room uh in the world it's kind of like a vision out of harry potter or something when you go into the like the the mind space and you see the widest of rooms but it's just a, a house that's on sale um and i honestly thought like Are you so bored that you're just going to buy another house? Uh, Is that you need a bigger house? Because it looks really big, maybe because it's empty. Uh, I mean, I know they have a big house, but this looks even bigger. Yeah, I think they they are
0: purposely because I always used to read it as the way Tony was reacting was like this weird jealousy for Richie. But then like rewatching it now. It's Tony's not hard up for money. Tony's not concerned about like financials or like houses, but they are going out of their way to show that it's a bigger house than Tony's. And I think even Richie makes some weird comment, like, you know, something about the walls. They don't use that cheap sheetrock or whatever. And I assume that's kind of a weird shot at Tony. (laughs) Uh, But it's mixed because I don't, I don't think that would really matter that much.
1: And, you know, this scene, uh, I mean, he he brings up again, like, oh, you sure you can afford this? Since you're not doing that thing I told you not to do. Mm-hmm. And then he starts, you know, freaking out again, and he has to get out of there. And what you said is, you know, is there a connection with Richie in that world? I think the line, one of the best, my favorite lines in the episode is when he comes out and then he's breathing heavily and he looks back and sees Richie in the window, <laughs> and he just turns back like, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. And... That, I think, seems to say that it's more about him getting locked down into the same life path that tony's on tony doesn't love his big house exactly um and he feels very much trapped i mean in the office and in everything and he sees richie like haha i'm gonna get this big house and he he's there like not just because it's his sister and she's the way she is just in general he's like oh you have no idea what you're getting into man even though you're older than me yeah
0: i like that i like that read on that of how um i and i guess it ties into the whole I mean Tony does bring up the pursuit of happiness and we've seen countless uh, movies or TV shows or stories about you know the pursuit of the American dream and then getting the quote American dream and being unhappy with it and it's like I got the house I got the family and the kids why am I still unhappy so I guess yeah it's a nice kind of uh, shout out to that in a way of uh, pitying Richie thinking that all this stuff is what he wants.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, in season one, it was like, oh, who's going to get to be the big mob boss? And t- to be fair, Tony didn't want it even then. I mean, he l- literally didn't want to be the big guy. Um, but then it's like, now you are. And that means you're in your uh, sanitation office working on, like, a uh, basketball pool or whatever the fuck he's doing, mm-hmm. like, football thing. I I don't know. But he's, like, draw- using this ruler that he scratched scratched the shit out of his arm with <laughs> and draw- drawing lines But it's too short, so he has to move it over and draw the rest of the line. And it's like, oh, fuck, you poor bastard. And, I mean, like
0: they always... uh, Well, David Chase always mentions that Sopranos is kind of like about America. And, you know, you could take this story, at least what Tony's going through, and he doesn't have to be a mob guy. He can just be a guy that works at Barone Sanitation in this job for real. And he could have the same you know uh stress and ticks and unhappiness as anyone else i mean especially
1: in this episode yeah um because it's like it is like an episode from another show in a in a way but it isn't because it it's always about psychology and things like that but this one goes deeper into it than most episodes because it doesn't like, even the truck dumping the stuff at the start, like you said, that could just be a guy doing that for fun who's not a murderer. <laughs> like, a guy who's just kind of a dick and, like, oh, you were complaining. um, And this could be, like, something out of uh, an office show, like yeah. The Office, when he comes in and, like... Tells him that, you know, we have him on video selling dope, just like in season three of The Office. Um, So, yeah. And he doesn't react like, oh, he's like, "Are are you still here? I'm working on this basketball pool which I didn't know exactly how to take because I was like, is he going to go like – because I Whoa. almost was like, okay, he's going to be all calm, and then like the last scene of the episode is going to be him like stabbing Richie mm. or something, um, but we didn't go there. He does
0: give his anger away a little bit because he's like, I guess we're going to have to torch a truck, and he smiles, <laughs> and he's like, "But yeah. I didn't, you know, you didn't hear that, and I didn't say it. And I wonder, like when they say that, does that mean like – they're going to kill that guy, too, that's on tape selling drugs, but I'm not sure. I mean, because they, are they just going to burn up a truck with that guy inside to get rid of him? I don't know. Well, I guess you could assume well, they yeah.
1: are. I was also kind of like, I, I have a shaky grasp on the financials here. But uh, don't you kind of, like, own the, the trucks or, like, yeah. or are you – I mean, Richie owns it or there's different sanitation companies on different routes. Like, there, this is a whole other yeah. uh, podcast where we get deep into the sanitation business. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I guess. I thought that was kind of a joke from him and not serious, but um, – I but I think like it's
0: clearly something they do like I, I, I <laughs> they, it's something they have to do sometimes. Um, but either way, uh, he Tony gets the information. Then we get Livia calls Junior, and this is kind of an interesting take too because um, you know we discussed in season one the relationship between Junior and Livia and if it was if there was any potential for it to be like a romantic relationship and. So, like, your read on this, could it be that Livia is, like, a little jealous? Because she kind of calls and then brings up, oh, I've heard you've been meeting with uh, Catherine, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. uh, uh, my Johnny felt her up behind the bleachers, or whatever the story is that she tells. So yeah,
1: no, she says, "Oh, she's so sweet." Uh, my Johnny told her, uh, to- told me how she let him feel her up behind the Sons of Italy Hall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't know what that is, but uh, but yeah, yeah, she's definitely jealous. But then again, she is jealous of everything True. in the world all the time. But there's definitely an undertone of something else there. Well, and especially, I mean. It- Going by this episode, if we look at the
0: two different house arrests going on with Tony and Junior, and specifically Junior with his loneliness, like, Livia, at this point, I mean, by her own doing, I mean, she's got to be the loneliest person on the show.
1: Well, I mean, she has Janice kind of. I
0: I mean, what we saw of her, she gets to wheel down the stairs uh, and almost interrupt them fucking with a gun, but has to break up their smoking (laughs) weed. Uh, and they're looking for a house (laughs) but at least she's not lonely okay yeah they are looking for a house that is true
1: but i mean at least she's got that chair and i've been waiting for like janice pushing her down the stairs like we saw in that like Uh, premonition that fucking weird sign thing but she has the chair now so that's impossible she can't fall down the stairs she's got that um and i i mean this is this is a nothing comment but junior hangs up on her and there's a dial tone and I'm like, now every time that happens in a show, I'm like, well, that's not what happens when you hang up the phone. You don't get a <laughs> dial tone. And I know, because cause what happens in real life is that, well, oh yeah, well do you think this? Hello? What? Oh, did you, ha- hello? And he, that's not dramatic. So it's just, woo, and you look at the phone. I mean, I've literally edited that into stuff. I've like films or like short films of like dial tone here. So we know. Well, no, that doesn't was, happen in the US either, right? Well, no, what
0: I was going to say, but I've seen more recent shows and stuff where people are on cell phones and they still put in a dial tone. <laughs> um, and I've thought like, that doesn't happen. Like that doesn't There's, happen on a phone. The dial tone doesn't even exist on a phone. But so. we're so used to it now. I think some, some uh, forms of media do still use it. Although, yeah, a lot of them will just be, what? Hello, hello. And then you
1: could whip your, they have the scene where the person whips the cell phone against the wall. That's always nice. Yes. That's good, too. But, I mean, it, it, what happens is you look at the phone because that's how you know. I <laughs> yeah. mean, she does look at the phone, but it's not a smartphone, so mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Um, anyway, a, a very uh, small comment there. that uh, is not a complaint. It's just that's what I thought that would not happen.
0: And uh, he, he does have the comment. I think he said this to Tony before where he says, what you don't know could fill a book. Yeah. Uh, and then he, le- he goes downstairs and Catherine is there. And they're mm-hmm. just down in the basement looking at a well, like a wishing well or something.
1: Is that what it is? Uh, maybe it's, no, not, it's
0: or it's like a just like this big piece of iron, like an iron. No, no, fucking... it's, it's it's for making wine. Oh, is that what it was? I, I didn't know what it was. I know they mentioned yeah, like something cause... about uh, eggplant or peppers in a bottle for <laughs> or something, but the acidity is too bad for. Her. I wasn't sure what they were looking at.
1: Well, I think before that he says that you know it's good for making wine, but it's it's too sweet. Uh, it was ah, his father's. Okay. He says. Uh, or no, actually it was his uncle's, and uh, it's a little sweet, but there's nothing like homemade wine i didn't know what it was either, but uh, from that I read we squash I might have been because making... we're Italian over here. <laughs> I might have been making some notes when he said that sometimes i 'll miss a line or two <laughs> yeah uh, and he he had, like you said, he has some of that acidic food, whatever it was from four years ago still um and uh yeah, he offers to make lunch and she's like, don't you like going out' and he just drops drops it on her and i mean she already knows he's kind of a oh you you mobster like she doesn't react like oh how dare you she's like i'll go get the food then it's fine yeah um and i'm happy for junior and then i'm like junior's a bastard but he got stuck in the sink damn this writing is so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah and
0: especially i mean we can assume she's in a very similar boat like It's the, you know, we all understand it happens, but we don't want to, like, take the bullet to go and visit our grandparents or whatever. We all know that they're alone and (laughs) lonely, and it it probably stinks, and we're all headed to that path. But, you know, you can assume she's in the same boat, and she's not going to be, you know, aghast that he's on house arrest. And, yeah, it is a sweet moment, and it shows that she kind of does enjoy his company and wants to hang out with him. Uh, then we go, yeah, Tony and Melfi. And that's where, you know, Tony talks about the pursuit of happiness. I love it because it's, it's a decent line, but it's also such a cliche, like cynical thing to say, like, where's my happiness, huh? Like, it's almost like what a teenager would say as they're like being rebellious, but it makes complete sense for what Tony's mind state, as we're seeing throughout this episode that he'd be doing that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this is also where we get into antisocial personalities and being like a shark and all that stuff. Um, yeah, they, he and, mentions
0: Alex, alexithemia. I don't know if that's
1: even a real thing or not. Hmm, uh, probably. Um, and, wow, uh, you know, Alexa how...
0: answered me. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah it's how a personality Richie, Richie ran over someone he talks about all that stuff and, and he, I mean this is also where he says like you look like you're drugged right
0: yes he goes you're on drugs and I'm over here boring myself
1: yeah <laughs> and, and she, pr- she does I mean she does have a good therapy moment of like saying that it's the pursuit that's guaranteed and what is it oh she talks about how you know they crash these antisocial social people uh, when they don't have a way to move forward
0: Yes, because they you get stuck thinking about your actions and how you affect other people,
1: um, and keep, fall into more self-loathing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Junior, there's just a short scene when where he's snoring and she puts the mask on him and and everything, and it's sweet.
0: Yeah, it's a nice moment. He has someone uh, with him to take care of him, um, and then yeah, then we move. Tony. T- Tony goes to see the crew, and I, I just love. I guess it's because the way like you mentioned how this episode uh it's a bit different because you know we're not getting the mob action. So even just dropping in the Satriellis and they're playing cards and like looking at porno mags and like having yeah. nothing discussions, it really is this weird like I kind of feel for Tony where it's like, "Oh, like he- yeah, this is where we want to be, you know? This is yeah. <laughs> this is uh where I belong."
1: Uh, well, and they're making a, a polyed walnuts is making a tomato soup. <laughs> or no, it's not soup, sauce, probably. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just like in the Goodfellas prison scene, uh, feels a bit like that. We're just the us guys here hanging out, no worries, outside this room. Oh, what's that? It's like a car crash outside, let's go. And I'm like, oh, a dramatic end to the episode. And it's like, no, it's just this idiot who drives too fast. And I assume that, was that like one of the... Uh, Italian Imports, that guy? Or was it just some guy they know of? I think it was just some guy they know of
0: because it played similar to... um, I mean, I guess I could say Bronx Tale because Bronx Tale does even have a car accident. It's this weird, like, inciting incident. But not just the Bronx Tale, but it played to, like, when you watch a movie that's about, say, like, the 50s or 60s or something, and it's always, like, people hanging outside and everyone knows each other in the neighborhood because it was just this weird, like carmine didn't we tell you not to be speeding through the neighborhood and then everyone's just kind of looking and having this like discussion like look at this idiot over here and then of course yeah agent harris rolls up um and there's that crane shot i love the last shot of the camera moving up and just seeing everyone hanging
1: out 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 front of the the pork store it's got a real spike jones like do the right thing vibe yep uh, and it, maybe especially like the I love the the way they use color in The Sopranos isn't like super aggressive like The Handmaid's Tale, which we're discussing on the Gilead Gazette, but it is distinctive. And almost every scene that's shot outside with sunlight has this color to it that makes it feel like you're in fucking Goodfellas or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it's just kind of this. Again, it's like um like you know welcome back into the fold tony like this weird neighborhood family cuz even the you know the agent harris is coming by just to introduce tony to his new partner or whatever like it's yeah. like it's just an old friend when you know they're adversaries of course uh and it's it is this this hang But it feels like, to me, the viewer, I'm like, I want to go hang out there. I want to be part of that. I want to sit out like Paulie and suntan
1: or whatever with his fucking mirror things that he pulls out. Uh, Yeah, and I I thought, okay, oh, now the FBI is showing up. Now we get the big dramatic end. Like, no, no, you you don't. That's not the point of this episode. And I, I just went back to try to double check and, like, maybe the guy he's introducing is the Catherine's son, who's also a cop, they mentioned, but no, I don't think it's the same guy. No, I don't think so. No. So it's just, you know, polite, Uh, and it is nice because it's... (laughs) I remember a scene where he went up to Mikey in season one, knocked on the window, and, like, called him a cocksucker or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. and, we, and I was like, oh, is that the FBI? Haha, <laughs> always tailing us, but it was just Mikey. And now it's like, no, but we, we hang out, though. He's more polite to the FBI than he is to uh, uh, people like Mikey.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of this weird, I guess it's, it's, to me, it's almost like this is what Tony's been missing. He's been missing all this. Like, yeah. even, not even so much, I mean, of course, he's definitely missing the shootings and the beat, the beatings and all that. But just the hang, just the chill, uh, with with his with his boys and
1: with the FBI and with the going ons <laughs> in the neighborhood, the uh, life. Yes, and I mean, and he's still not totally relaxed though because he does like find this shoe polisher yes. and starts using it on his arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's still some stuff going on there. But I mean, from my my take on this is. He's not going back to the office. Uh, I know you can't really say, but uh, that's what it feels like. This is what the episode is. He's trying to do that, and he just gets worse and starts collapsing. And it's like, well, it's not even if it's a bit more dangerous, legally speaking, I have to be over here in this area. Uh, Maybe I'll try to insulate myself. Maybe not from all these crimes. But I know I can't be over here because I'm going to start... C- collapsing on Richie and then he's going to be the new boss.
0: And then kind of like what you, what you said at the top of the episode like it is not only is it like interesting choice what they do with this episode to keep things pretty you know unremarkable you know for a point but also if you think about the point in the season we're at where it's mm. episode 11 and there's two episodes left so it's pretty late in the season to kind of play around like this. And I think I've I've made comments on other shows when they do something like this, and I'm like, ah, this is fine, but not this late in the season. Come on, give me something more. And I'm I'm almost positive when I watched this like initially, I was probably like, well, that one sucked, you know, uh, when it ended. (laughs) (laughs) But you know now like, uh, especially rewatching it and discussing it, Sopranos in so many cases kind of goes left when you want them to go right. And they, they always kind of not necessarily the hard way. They don't go the hard way, but like they don't go, they don't, they, they don't go with your expectations and that's with a lot of things. And especially the way we've seen Richie's character play out from where we saw him in in episode one of this season. Uh, So, I mean, I'm just saying if it's your first go through, get used to it because, uh, they'll do. This is the type of stuff they do.
1: Oh, good. Uh, it is my first go through. In <laughs> case we didn't explain the concept, yeah. Jim has seen every episode of The Sopranos. I have not. Uh hey. Uh, whether you're on your first go around or you just love this carousel and want to keep on spinning, why don't you send your thoughts on the Sopranos on maybe next episode or an upcoming episode to uh, showswhatyouknowshow at gmail You can even send your thoughts on the season two finale. Uh, because uh, I will stay out of the inbox and Jim will handle (laughs) our emails and we will bring up your uh, uh, feedback and thoughts at the appropriate point. Like, for example, is season two better than season one? Let us know at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Yes, and please
0: uh, submit a review on our... Shows what you know, iTunes and or our Cuts of Black feed on iTunes uh, or both. You could do both if you wanted to.
1: It's uh, much appreciated. Uh, Thank you. Yes. And I mean, speaking of feeds, of course, we have Westworld Theories if you're watching Westworld and Gilead Gazette if you're watching The Handmaid's Tale, which you should. Um, Apart from that, Jim can be found at jimandthem.com and I am at awesomepedia.org. And there was one more thing, Jim. Oh, uh, one more thing. Well, one more thing before the one more thing.
0: Uh, If you're in the live chat right now, we'll be coming back shortly once we finish this ep up to discuss some Handmaid's Tale Gilead Gazette. But the other one more thing is cut to black.